Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books and stuff. This is episode number 267. We have now done as many episodes as the number of precincts in Texas's 5th Congressional District. The mighty 5th. So they call it the fight <laughs> As they're known as. Remember the 5th. Uh, so, like, right now, if there were, like, 90% of precincts reporting, you could figure out how many that is. I don't, I don't know. I'm not gonna. Also, no. uh, Re- Representative Jeb Hensarling. He's the representative of that district. Southeast. Okay, I, just, I thought you were going to finish the sentence in some way. I was waiting for you, and then you just... Attention. Oh. You stopped. Yeah, it's just the thing about that district. Speaking of places that I don't believe exist, this week we're talking about Pendragon, book five, Blackwater, by DJ McHale. Wait, wait, side note. I really thought this was, uh, I, or rather, I hope this was uh, Joel McHale's DJ name. <laughs> That's DJ not just McHale. how, how you do McHale. that. Yeah. I could have been. I don't know. I don't know how much time he has to like make up a DJ name between community and the soup. I feel Ibra- like Ibra- soup. Any <laughs> amount of time would be enough time to make up a DJ name. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Spoon Coffee. There. See, I did that. I just made one up. That's my DJ name. Coffee. <laughs> you can read along by going to audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. If you go to that address, sign up for free trial membership. You can get a free audiobook of your choice and you can support our show. Also, Wait, side note, side note, Alex. It also could have been DJ Tanner's Joel McHale name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just, think he has time to make up a Cameron Joel is just name. like woefully, shoddily impersonating Joel McHale <laughs> as an DJ author McHale. of young adult books. That's terrible. That's pretty, it's pretty probable, right, guys? It's likely. You could also uh, sponsor an episode of this show just like our friend Brennan Kaufman did. And uh, Brennan said this, I read a lot of traditional big book series that came out in middle school, Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, etc. Uh, but this was the only series that I felt was a real discovery. It's science fiction, but it switches genres almost every book and went into some darker territories for a major series. I haven't reread any of the books since middle school, though, and I'm so I'm a bit afraid of how they'll hold hold up. And that's where you guys come in. So, uh, and then Brennan also gave us a choice of which book to read, uh, including book one if we wanted to not be confused, which we were uninterested in. Yeah, yeah. I, I I started the first half hour of this and was like, well, this makes way too much sense, and yeah. I was just all too happy to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, but we did choose of the books that we were given. Uh, book five, planet run by cat people, where humans are slaves also ends in a main character's death. How do you not pick that book out of a list of books to read? Yeah. Well, the, the other ones were also compelling, though. Like, I was kind of torn up about it, because, right, like, book three was, like, uh, like 1930s Earth or something like that? That was right. the one I kind of wished we had read, because I love some dirigibles. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like the Hindenburg, they didn't save it, uh, from what I understand. From yeah. This no, they had to make sure Fuck that it those went people. according to plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still doomed. And then the other option was um, a kind of Hunger Games type thing before Hunger Games. So killing kids before killing kids was cool. Well, this is some Avatar before Avatar Avatar. Yeah, so. that's true. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, but that, that's just Fern Gully, basically, right? Right. Oh yeah, Fern Gully really <laughs> it predicted a lot of trends. <laughs> all of them, if I if I understand correctly. I yeah. I mean, I um, those also sound sort of compelling, but nowhere near. Like you can't just say cat people in one of our options and expect us to choose not that book. Yeah, you had me at cat people. You had me at human slaves with the cat people. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, which is, I mean, just goes to show people. how bad it is the clan litter boxes, right? Like, <laughs> huh. yeah. All right. Uh, also, I should mention that Brennan is the author of a book called Operation Sunroof, 
And while reviewing Model N and the Rising, we mentioned that we probably would enjoy a book by a teenager better than one that was aimed at them. And this was a chance. So this is a chance for us to prove it. We haven't gotten to it yet, but it was written by Brennan at the tender age of 16, self-published at 17, promoting it now currently at 18. Operation Sunroof by Brennan Kaufman. So that exists. I can't. I can't give you a strong uh, review of it yet because I have not gotten there, but. Thanks for sponsoring an episode, Brennan. Uh, and uh, if that sounds interesting to people at home, you should definitely pick that up. If there's any other 16-year-olds, what the hell have you done with your life? Yeah, you got to feel right. pretty worthless at this point. I think you should, right? <laughs> Brennan, <laughs> Anybody over should. 16 who hasn't written a novel, you got to feel like yeah. you yeah. wasted that time. Yeah. Ezra, advocating teenage shame as though there isn't enough already. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah, sure, you're discovering your body and he's sexuality, in- but you're not creating any books yet. He's intellectually the- shaming them, too. It's just nice. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of that body shame, but we need some more metaphysical shame. <laughs> That's my kind of shame. Uh, if you want to sponsor topic, read com. Sign up for the mailing list. We will not read the book that you wrote, but we will talk about it. Let's jump into the show. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And joining us in Brooklyn, New York, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. Please welcome back, Mr. Chris Smith. Yar, be this the Pirates of Blackwater, the cartoon. <laughs> no, sadly, no, no. Wrong place. Just a lagoon. <laughs> ah, nuts. No, it's also, since you're excited about it, it's also not the uh, mercenary force in Iraq that shoots a lot of civilians. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, good. I, I mean, I didn't okay assume that. that. Man, but, yeah. what if those guys have been cats? Yeah, it makes you wonder. They would have slept 18 hours a day. <laughs> right. uh, and they wouldn't have had guns. They would have had ninja stars or something? Cats don't have... What? <clears throat> oh, oh you were talking about was... these cat people. I thought if they were actually cats. No, no, the, thought... the, gar, or the Klees in this book had like they, had, like... they threw saw blades for some reason? Or only I, one oh, I thought they were this was like, like, kind of like discus. You know? I didn't like realize really they were like sharp pointy. discus. Okay. Yeah, sort of like the Frisbees in Hard Ticket to Hawaii. They also had sort of like the, the juggling thing where it's like the, the balls with a string where it's like it wraps up around people's legs and it's pretty cool. Like the Ewoks Yeah, had like them. Thundercats. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, maybe it's these a, were Thundercats. It's a classic non Yeah, I non-human imagine them like weapon. Thundercats. <laughs> thundercats have so much more going on. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, and they've got thunder. Yeah, thunder, yeah, thunder, and thunder. Cats. Yeah, and cats. <laughs> That's That's a, and snarf. Also joining us in Northern California, uh, he's not really on Twitter. It's Ezra Fox. <laughs> Alex, the rules have changed. Forget everything you know about time, about, like tunnels and channels and what it floons. Floons, which is, like, yeah. yeah. It, which is actually, if you're coming in partway through a series, is a really great thing to hear. <laughs> the rules have changed? Yeah, yeah. Forget what you know. Yeah. Like, oh, great. I'm, I'm, <laughs> done. I'm done. I did it. I'm already done. <laughs> Was it a race? I did it fast. Dane, saving us from precedents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good part to come in. Yeah. Uh, also joining us, she's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter, as requested by Brennan for this episode. Please welcome back, Sarah Hathaway. If there's one word to describe me, it's confident. <laughs> <laughs> what if there are two words? Confident, wait. and also right now, not confident. <laughs> are, wow. Wait, are you Spader? <laughs> no, no, no. I am uh, Courtney. Yeah, Courtney, Courtney. whatever. Oh, that's right. Chestnut? Chair, chairlift? Courtney chairlift. <laughs> Courtney uh, Forget Courtney everything chairlift, you know about confidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I hope that Courtney chairlift listened to jock jams to get pumped up for a volleyball game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what oh, Courtney's right. best trait is, other than her confidence? She looks damn good in a two-piece. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Also, used to be good at sports, but now is just good at being a girl. 
Yeah. Yeah, because like competition is harder once you get into middle school or high school than high school. In high school, I mean, yeah, yeah. If you count people as good at sports who have only been playing in elementary school sports, it's not really the same. Yeah, it does not count. I was great at multiple sports up until seven or eight, like that. I there was a time I yeah. dominated t-ball. You're still on the. <laughs> well, I mean, you might still. It's just that we got rid of t-ball as a, like we, your sport well, right. became obsolete, Alex. That's that was true. the issue. That's true. Uh, pitching machine baseball. I was the best. Oh wow! Yeah, that's actually that's a. You should have joined the skill. Robo League as soon yeah. as as soon as a human had to touch the baseball. I was done, and never <laughs> got a hit again. But like anyway, it's not that impressive to have been a former jock at like sixteen. It's you've you've never really actually played the game. <laughs> non-competitive I mean, soccer. I was like, very good. I have two championships. <laughs> non-competitive. Ooh, is that the, like uh, participant awards? Yeah. No, we had. I had. A, I had coaches who kept score anyway. Oh. Yeah. Oh, cool coaches. Yeah. Well, Alex, I know that we also share a, an intramural ultimate frisbee championship. Oh, we do. Yeah, we peaked late in in, in uh, frisbee. <laughs> I, I got all the way to college before I hit my peak there. That's right. I, I'm still very proud of the um, bowling championship that's nope, the way from there's you, nothing, Alex. You have nothing to be proud of there, Ezra. <laughs> you're, you're a pockmark on the sport. You're an insult to bowling. <laughs> yes, but I made my mark on the sport. You just Should took a shirt. about Blackwater? Okay, so Chris, yeah, sure. why don't you summarize uh, Blackwater for us in the style oh, of a giant cat. So no sleeping, but uh, tell us like all of your opinions about yarn and... Laser pointers. Okay. If you could do it in the voice of Boone, that'd be great because I loved oh, him. God. Oh, I forget. How, <laughs> was the, how was Boone again? He was the Jar Jar Giant. Sounded cats. like a dumb guy. You <laughs> <laughs> did kind of sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just grooming myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to do Boone voice this Man. whole time. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Blackwater. Here we go. Um, Blackwater is the fifth book in this series where you have a seri- uh, a bunch of travel. Okay, so first, the universe is called Hala, as in Hall of the Worlds. And, um, <laughs> also, as in Hala at your different Earths. Or like yeah, different, uh, different you know, Earths. In for different Shabbat, planets. I ate a loaf of Hala. Yeah, right. exactly. So, like, just as you feel full from the Hala, uh, <laughs> the universe is full <laughs> of these different worlds. Nice, uh, dude. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, there are these travelers that can go between the worlds, and uh, you've got Bobby Pendragon. He's he's the main character. He is the traveler from what's called Second Earth. Near as I can tell, it's slightly old timey Earth. Um, and his job is to no. I think stop- that, wait. I think it's new timey Earth. First Earth is old timey Earth. Yeah, oh, okay. First, okay. Yeah. Modern fucking day <laughs> yes thank <Okay>. you <laughs> as we know it earth earth the earth um and he's in charge of we call it the saint great dane, earth. who was a traveler who went <laughs> rogue and saint dane is trying to capture uh or you know capture all these territories which are the, what they call the different worlds um so he already won uh, as of book five he just won the last uh, the the previous battle for this other world called Velox, where yeah, he doesn't which, actually like kill everybody or you know blow up a planet like the Death Star, but he sort of does a lot of like behind the scenes machinations and political manipulations to to basically make the world a worse place. And once it stops having the ability to have a bright and happy future, he wins. So Bobby Pendragon travels around trying to thwart Saint Dane's evil plans. Okay. I think though it's important to note that Saint Dane kind of plays by like. 
maybe Satan rules a little bit. Where yeah, it's like, he's more like Satan. He can shapeshift. He can do shit. But right. like, can't really like. He can just. He wants to. He really wants to make other people do his shit for him, which I think yeah. is a yeah. A and lazy he has a cool partner. Dracula voice. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. You'll know it's him. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Bobby. <laughs> you. I like yeah. the idea that he could like so he can change shape. Maybe he just can't change his voice. So like even like when he's like a little girl, he's like like. I am a little girl. <laughs> yeah, that's what I imagined. That's yeah. pretty good. Also, but I would uh, like to color and not take a nap. It was like <laughs> it was like step one, undermine whatever world he's on. Step yeah. two, question mark. Step three, profit. Right? Yeah. It was not yeah. clear. Exactly. He, he's a bad dude, and there's no specific reason uncovered yet. But Bobby Pendragon is not alone in his fight against the travelers, there against uh, St. Dane. As a traveler, he also has acolytes back on his world and in every uh, territory that he goes to. And acolytes he has are basically two like, incompetent children helping him on this <laughs> battle. Ooh, she used to be a volleyball teenagers. star. Used to be a volleyball star. <laughs> Take that back, Before Alex. it was competitive. <laughs> so you got Mark and Courtney. They're on Second Earth, which is modern day Earth, and their job is just when when Bobby writes a journal in a scroll and sends it back through the dimensions. Their job is to put it in a safe place and also read Ugh. it. <laughs> They're basically librarians or like pen pals, I guess. Yeah, they pen pals. Pen they pal- are they are yeah. pen pals to the hero. That is their job. Yeah, and they can send pen pal notes to other acolytes in other dimensions to like pass this to Bobby, please. Yeah, um, they just putting a lot of like mash notes in there yeah like yeah (laughs) or like fortune tellers yeah Yeah. if this is entourage we'd have two turtles yeah Yeah. (laughs) everyone's the turtle in this so mark and courtney are useless uh in this book he uh bobby travels to the world of elong which is uh a world ruled by the Klees, which are cat people and uh they are (laughs) walking talking uh sentient sophisticated cats um who uh, live in a tree. They're giant, though, right? They're not normal-sized cats. They're big cats. Oh, right, right, right. They're like yeah, six, like seven feet cats. tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, and no tails. They're more like the cast of cats in costume than they are like... Although they, they explicitly said it's not like that as well. So <laughs> you're right. as good as mine. Yeah, but they have like expressive, human-y faces, even yeah. though they're cats. It's... it's <laughs> Somewhere in there, cat dash people, and not yeah. the other way around. Um, so, so he goes there, and it's a world ruled by the cats where they keep humans or human-like creatures called gars as pets and slaves. Isn't this like the fourth like fantasy thing that has like a gar in it? I feel like. Oh yes. yeah, the turnsman of gar. That's cool. Oh no. <laughs> also, wait, wait, wait! Totally wasn't gar like the name of like one of the like the. Um, the monster guys in the sort of truth thing, like he had, like Gar was like his pet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there were a bunch of. There's Gar. yeah. There's Gar like a short. A there's a short tail Gar. Man. It was like yeah. it had all the blood flies. God yeah. damn. Oh Get yeah, a different yeah, word. Flies Get a different Gar. vowel combination. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. Oh, this is the lazy book derivative is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lazy science fiction trope to use G A R. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Klee, the cat people, keep the Gars, the humans, as slaves and pets. Uh, although these humans are more like primitive cavemen, uh, they're really, they wear rags, they've got long hair, they, uh, kind of speak in single words, but not really, um, you know. (laughs) I love the thing of just like, uh, yeah, uh, primitive, uh, peoples are just like, like us, but just like fewer, like, prepositions. Yeah, they're just, they're just shy. (laughs) They're like us. shy and they're short. They're five feet tall. Uh, God, I'm a gar. (laughs) <laughs> there, there are also things called uh, uh, 
what are they, tangs? Uh-huh. They're giant yeah. lizards that will eat you, and that's the reason why the cat people have their city in the trees, because tangs can't climb. Yeah, because this name, entire civilization Pudi. has only three creatures, and they're all apex predators. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, fair, no. the gars aren't very apex. They are, eventually. <laughs> it turns out they secretly are, because they, okay. uh, they have weapons and radio. They, they have walkie-talkies. Yeah. Okay, but, but, but Alex... Radio, though. Not TV. Radio. <laughs> All right. Let's take it down. Notch. Yeah, okay. That's true. So they're like nearly <laughs> apex predators. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So uh, the world of Elong, where I'm, we're talking about with cat people, uh, it's at a critical moment. There is a food shortage among the Klees. And uh, some among the Klees think that they should repeal Edict 46 and allow the hunting and eating of the gars, of the humans. Which allows for uh, one of those great uh, dramatic Senate discussions. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually Ooh, like the meeting. idea that, that all the edicts up to 46 were just about like gar preparation as well. It's like, all right, no braising <laughs> of gars, no barbecuing of gars, no deep frying of gars. Uh, well, that one's for health. That's not even about the gars. Hey, but, yeah. so, I don't want a nanny says, state, man. I don't know. <laughs> Pan-fried gar is totally legal, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, basically that would be a very bad thing because it turns out Gars are much smarter than the Klees think, and the Gars are actually sentient. And um, if the Klees uh, voted and passed this edict, not only would there be a huge food shortage, but they'd all wind up dying because the Gars would all die because they'd be hunted, and the Klees would die because that's not only a short-term food source and not very good, but... Uh, St. Dane has poisoned the food source of the Gars. <laughs> and so the Gars are just walking poison tanks, and then all the Klees would die. It would be a disaster. So, because he can't Bobby, get involved. He can't directly do something. Well, he can only he can shape poison the well. He can't tell you to drink. Well, he got everyone else to poison him. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. rules of what he's what St. Dane is allowed to do and not allowed to do are very... Like, he can't, he can't kill anybody, but he can invent a poison, put it on an airplane, and order a guy to go drop it on somebody. Because, you know, his hands are clean at that oh, point. No, no, no. He stole the poison from the other people uh, who yeah. accidentally invented it. And really, like, he's, he's blameless. Like, the, no, no court <laughs> would convict him, is what I'm trying to say, Alex. <laughs> He is so funny. He's like, I will not touch this, but uh, through through these gloves, I'd be happy to shoot you. If I put yeah. gloves on. <laughs> St. Dane. It's, it's very, very weird. Um, but So Bobby has to try to stop St. Dane from getting the Klees to pass this edict, essentially. And he has the help of uh, the traveler from this world. Uh, her name is Kasha. Well, initially, mm-hmm. she's not the traveler. Her dad is, but then her dad dies. It, it doesn't matter. From Kasha, poison. Poison's going around. Very dangerous poison, this, right. this thing is. Yeah, yeah. And the dollar uh, sign in her name is because she doesn't like the way St. Dane paid her. <laughs> <laughs> I did keep hearing Kesha. I did hear Kesha every time. Wake up in the and morning and feel like a... Yeah, there's also oh, yeah, the, the greens. The, the green people. Oh, delightful. Yeah. So I'd be like, well, uh, great. Now this cat has quinoa in him. I don't need that. Yeah. Mm, so yum. basically, all the humans with superpowers, the travel, like the acolytes, eventually go through the flume thing to the other uh, dimension to the cat world, and they all just gotta team up and stop Saint Dane and rescue the the people um, from being killed. And uh, largely, they do. Uh, it kind of works out. Um, I, I, there's a lot more detail about what happens, but it doesn't matter. No. Um, basically, the cat people learn that the humans can talk and are more sentient than they originally thought. Right. And that I, the humans are actually really good farmers. I th- can help them out with their food shortage. I think something you need to you need to be clear on, Chris, is that uh, you said earlier that they really have to stop the uh, repealing of this law. 
And then they just decide to not care about the law and instead uh, stop directly massacring everybody from the air. And then it's mostly a, a, a chase in planes, and they just forget about that yeah, whole law. it becomes law. a car chase, basically. But, like, yeah, it's like, for, so for a while he needed to pass this edict in order to undermine the world, and then St. Dane was like, or I could just kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, they found out that uh, the titular place, Blackwater, which is sort of this... Uh, uh, oasis uh, up in the mountains is where all the guards have their little paradise. They, there are intelligent guards. They're great at farming. They have their own place that they could be really, really happy there. And all it's the, like the uh, the Atlas Shrugged place where all the rich people went to. I was thinking uh, yeah. of it like the Great Valley from the yeah. land before time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So once they find out where that is, the guards all want to go there. But then the Cleves are like, "Hey, the guards are all going there in one shot. Let's just kill them all." Yeah, I got all this poison. I got all the guards in one place. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not just why not just massacre me? What? Why not just a good genocide? I've got that. Yeah. I got all the pieces. <laughs> you got a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, and uh, that's the book. That's the book. Yeah. Oh, uh, everything saved on Elong. But then at the end, they find out that Saint Dane has even bigger plans, and this was just a step along the way. Yeah, and then. Yeah, so then the, the floon collapses. Uh, oh, uh, Kasha, Kashi dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. She gets and hit on like the head cuts, by a rock, I think. It cuts off the world from everyone else forever, I guess. Yeah, the, the so floon. they can never go back to cat people land, because otherwise the entire book is just going to be everyone being surprised oh, that the cat is talking. They did, they did stick, they, like, they lost, uh, I guess, one-armed, uh, old-timey... Gunny? Yeah, Gunny. Uh, so it's, uh, a traveler who has one, like, one arm is from like, uh, Earth-1. Um, which actually is convenient to remember that way. Like the traveler from Earth two has two arms, and the travel from Earth one has one arm. <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. Um, falls apart right after that, Ezra. <laughs> Earth, we just haven't seen the travel from Earth three. Yeah, third third Earth guy, tall, kindly old black man. Uh, yeah, and, and so he gets stranded on uh, Cat People Land, as does um, Australia. James Spader. Yeah, <laughs> James Spader, Spader from Endless Love. Yeah, uh, yeah, a sexy Australian uh, fish rider, from what I understand. He's so sexy. He's always wearing sleeveless shirts. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what I go for. There's nothing Ooh. less sexy than men in sleeveless shirts. I think. No, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Spader sounded so hot. I are <laughs> pretty hot from the description, Alex. Armpits are the least sexy part of men, and so all you're doing is you're you, like with like sleeves are are standing up for what's right. In keeping those armpits away from public view. Alex, there's so many unsexy parts of men. I don't really know if you could put armpit at the very, very bottom of that list. I... Yeah, I mean balls. Balls. Thank you, Sarah. Exactly what I was thinking. We gotta all say it. I take, take balls over armpits any day of the week. Like Wednesday, that's a day. I okay, take balls wait. over that. Friday, that, any, that day too. Wait, what about Thursday? <laughs> balls over, yeah, balls over armpits. Definitely on how Thursday. About a, how about a leap year? Yeah, I loved Spader's outfit with just the balls show. <laughs> it was a cutout. Yep. <laughs> Man, it's hard uh, no to show shaft. just a balls and just no sack. D. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> it's just like you're almost asking for it. Yeah. Like for some kind of da- like it's like you just like oh I hope nothing happens to these b- testicles they have. Also, there are the just this stuff you could do with balls, and armpits are just useless. What? That's they, how you get your pheromones out in the world, man. They make it's a, like, they're, they're like your marketers. <laughs> okay. okay, first of all, probably not. And second of all, <laughs> smell terrible. Balls are not putting out extra stink into the world. They're not taking it away either, though. <laughs> no, but that's not how we measure them. We're not counting everything against charcoal. <laughs> well, if you're still with us, this is Read It and Weep, a discussion about books. 
And, and stuff, Alex said at the top. I right? did and say balls. stuff. <laughs> also, Chris, don't act like we've never talked about balls on the show. Don't, yeah, don't, don't act like you're above this, Christopher. If, <laughs> we all know. If you got to episode 267 and you're still surprised by we, us talking about balls sometimes. He's like, whoa, whoa, where did this ball come from? Yeah. I always thought this is a family I, show. I was here for the discussion of books, but this tangent is of a sexual nature is not comfortable for me. Side note, when people want a discussion of books and then it's like... You know, with some balls? Like, where else would they go but us? Where do you go? You guys, seriously. Yeah. yeah uh, R- right nuts, in. Nutsack Library Podcast. You're not going to listen to that. I uh, know. I have to nutsack admit that. Nutsack Library. Exist. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. I came in like a Let's get into our uh, compliment, Sarah. As the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment, or major compliment. Uh, which mm. do you prefer? I will go last. All right. I'm going to go first. Uh, I, I, I talked about this a little bit during the uh, summary. I love the perfect genericness of this bad guy. He's sort of like Pirate Lion in our ads. He just wants to destroy everything for no reason, always has a bigger plan, Always is a step ahead of you, willing to do most anything, but has very arbitrary and strictly enforced rules. It's just so delightful to have a bad guy that's capable of anything like that because he just he just wants to hurt. He just wants to be evil. Like that's his. He gets. He's like, I don't care what the way is. I just need to be evil. Yeah, all the well, time. he's sure. in it for the love of the evil. Sure, it's not just lazy writing. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's for the no, love of the evil. He's just super evil. Yeah, yeah. Super evil, and his powers are vague, and he can do whatever is convenient to the plot. I know. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? I like that he a lot. He can get his hair cut in front of you. He doesn't care. <laughs> Any day of the week. Thursday, haircut in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Leap year. Well, probably not then. Uh, getting your hair cut as a cat is also different. Yeah. yeah. He does it as a person, to? though. He was a person at the beginning, right? Kind of a person thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he was. He was a guy. He was a Voldemort. He Voldemorted in front of them. Oh right, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think it's so delightful, and I like that he can just be anybody. So you, you have to not trust your friends because it might be Saint Dane this time. Uh, I like that he gets to be a cat because that seems fun to be a cat for a little while, not forever. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure exactly uh, how he got sainthood. That seems a little fishy yeah. yeah well i think it's it's similar to the english name uh sinjin right saint john mm, yes where that that's just your name it's not oh. as though you're you know uh, canonized oh i see he just so had mean of... parents yeah <laughs> high expectations that's that's the real villain here <laughs> yeah right. who raised this demon baby <laughs> all right it's right it's your turn what's your major compliment um i mean i just i like little touches i guess of world building the apples on elong we're blue. Yeah, because science fiction. Yeah, right. Anything goes, man. <laughs> like, you, you can write, like, the, you know, whatever, whatever you can imagine, it can be there, including uh, apples that are not normal apple colors. I just like it. I, mean, I can't. All the food was like normal earth things that were just different colors or sizes. Mm-hmm. Like, the chickens were just larger chickens. <laughs> I love the this so were much. Just blue apples. <laughs> the, the giant cats, little people, giant lizards. It's, it's all, it's it's all nice. science just, fiction. I like I like to have a world that like you know doesn't stretch me too much you know that like I can really picture it it's like oh yeah I know what an apple looks like I've seen the color blue like two or three times at least mash them up <laughs> mash them up you got yourself uh, yes yeah, you haven't really food. seen blue food though so that that's kind of a stretch well I know what a blueberry is even though that's more yeah, purple it's purple yeah 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 but I've seen a blue M M&M. and M 
Right. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Artificial. And most candies tell us that raspberries are blue. Yeah, yeah. That's that's as far as I know from ices and such. <laughs> oh my god! I think I'm finally actually picturing the blue apple. I'd never bothered to before. It's it's freaking my shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it yeah, does, maybe it's made imagine. out of Jolly Rancher. Whoa! <laughs> See, I, I'm making up that's science actually, fiction right now. It's just, it's just a very happy rancher. Yeah, this this jolly jolly rancher. Yeah, the jolly green Holy rancher. Shit, wait, does the yeah, does the jolly rancher know the jolly green giant? Are they buddies? I think they're enemies. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it has to be one or the other. You can't be both. Yeah, yeah, there's no middle ground. Yeah, there's no middle ground. I, I in my in my science fiction world though, an apple made out of jolly rancher, it's called a a blar. See, I'm making science fiction. Mm. Oh yeah, it's you not, got that R in there. That's good. That's it's good not science, science fact yeah. anymore. That's good hard R. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your major compliment? Uh, so the one science fictiony thing that I kind of liked about this world, just to talk about world building a little bit more, mm. is that they don't have a sun on Elong. Oh yeah, that was uh, cool. Instead, yeah. they have a ring of sun. Basically, it's just a ring of light yeah. that slowly moves across the sky. Um, I could picture yeah. sun. I could picture rings. You're not stretching me at all. I love it. Yeah, you're not stretching it too much. But what that would mean for like gravity and weird shit that goes on, like mm. I mean, the other stuff that Bobby just ceases to notice, right? Um, could be really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a really interesting concept that they didn't explore at all. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I liked that they had it there. Um, I mean, I like the idea that, like, if you're a bird, you have to, like, fly ahead of this ring. Otherwise, you just get, like, fried to shit. Yeah? Yeah, it seems like you would sunburn instantly. Yeah, yeah there's right. like a lot of not good the things. The sun is everywhere! <laughs> I'm very fair-skinned, though, so I worry about this. Yeah, right? This is the... fur to protect you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just cover yourself with a, a, a magic sun ring proof lotion. I'll call it Flar. Mm, <laughs> flar. We have it. Yes, I like the Flar. We have it, but it's dangerous. Good. <laughs> yeah, it, we, we well, we invented it as you know sunring lotion. It, it turned out to be a, a, like a, a poison that kills everyone. What if all of the things <laughs> they actually eat there were intended originally to be poison and they just messed it up? Yeah. Oh man, I like a world where like just like you create a lot of cool shit, but like nothing what you mean to create. Yeah, you know? it's always either poison or not poison. Like that. Well, that blue apple that was supposed to be their car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just they really missed the mark on it. Uh, yeah, uh, it's my science fiction world. I'm gonna call it a car. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> how do you, how do you, how you do it? It's got that how science you, fiction R in it. All right, uh, how do you think of these fantastic all right, Sarah, ideas? Sarah, what's your major compliment? So we also touched on this a bit, but there were a couple times in the book where it became clear that the author was working around some copyrights he didn't have access to. <laughs> um, and he, I thought he had a really elegant solution to this, where he was trying to describe what the Klee, the giant cats, look like. And he said, remember that musical where the people dressed up like cats and sang about how great it was to be a cat? <laughs> it's like that. But he couldn't say Cats the musical because of the copyright. There was another time, too. I forget what it was. I meant to write it down, and then I fell asleep. But um, he did that a couple more times in the book, and it was so funny. Is it just really copyrighted that so you much. can't just say the name of a musical? Yeah. No, because Andrew Lloyd Webber will show up at your house and want to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> He's got nothing else to do. Yeah. Oh, you man, have that's to be dangerous. his friend. I know. That is a dangerous copyright rule. Yeah, I, I would never violate it. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's not actually say the name oh, man. of that musical. Going off this, Alex, uh, book two was The Lost City of Far. They're, they're really going <laughs> all in on this. Oh, yeah. Wait, did they ever call it Far Away? Lore? Yeah. Yeah. 
that hard or... science fiction R. That's how you make science fiction. <laughs> it's just like normal Earth, but with more R's, and stuff is either bigger or smaller than you expect. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fun. Uh, all right, let's jump into our anchor segment now. Let's step behind the waterfall and into the land of hate water. So in any uh-huh. order, what's something that you do not? What's a minor grumble or a major hate? A, ooh, a, ooh, ooh, ooh. Pick me, pick me. Book five, Blackwater. Go ahead, Chris. I pick you. Oh, thanks, Coach. Uh, so my first hate uh, is uh, is that what we didn't really talk about. Of the about book or like of your life? Kind of... yeah, the first one ever. First one ever. It's the first, first hate for First hate I remember It was having... cold and I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that most of this book takes the form of Bobby Pendragon's journal yes. entries yes. that he sends back yeah. to Mark and Courtney. Which, if you think about them as journal entries, and you think about urgent action being needed from these journal entries, yeah. Yeah. are the worst format ever. Here's a better structure. First, I am okay. Second, <laughs> I am currently located here. Third, here are the things I absolutely need you to do next in this order. Right. Then as, get into the gory details about how you were surprised that Kasha was a cat. Yeah, he's like, the he, he writes a blue. journal that ends with, I'm in desperate need, please come save me. But he starts with like, <laughs> every chapter, when I, every came, one. when I came out of the tree, I was really awed by the beauty of the tree. And then I got attacked <laughs> by a lizard. Yeah. P.S. I'm fine. Please send help. help to this address. Yeah. <laughs> and it means that the whole book is a recap of itself. Hello, like, it got into third person yeah. at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like the whole thing was like, oh, great. We're reading about this cool shit that already happened a long ways away. And he pretty much ends every single one right before saying, and then I got attacked by saying, you guys can't come hang out. <laughs> yeah. And Mark and Courtney, the librarians, every time they're like, oh, boy, another journal entry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I like the idea that it's actually, all these journals are actually going to the same person who's getting all the perks of being a wallflower letters. Oh, God. Has a lot to deal with. Uh, just because he, he could have hooked up with that one girl and didn't. Like, he gets, like, yeah, all this party. shit he has to he be through. <laughs> Hello, 911, what's your emergency? Uh, I emerged into a beautiful sunset. And stay on the line, stay on the line. <laughs> <laughs> the cats are bigger than I expect. Let's talk about their politics. These clothes the smell really bad. Long. I almost died. <laughs> yeah, what color are the apples, please? We can't help you if you don't tell us that first. <laughs> All right. Uh, somebody else, what is another hate you have for Blackwater? It was racist. Uh, yeah, that's easy. How do you mean? Yeah, tell more about that. Oh, boy. That's the blanket I- statement about it. But, so, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to be, like, racist about imaginary cat people. But my main beef was that <laughs> Bobby is it. supposed to be this, uh, but he did it. Bobby is supposed <laughs> to be this, like, experienced world-hopping traveler by this point, right? Like, presumably he keeps meeting different types of people and creatures in different places, but still, in this book, every single time he sees a new cat person, he's like, I wondered if they're going to take a shit in a litter box in front of me or do something weird, like barf up a hairball. Like, he doesn't get... No that concept they're... that they're a different creature. Yeah. Yeah, and then also, and he, he keeps telling them that's their face, which is, okay, but those are imaginary. <laughs> they're imaginary things. It concerns me about his larger worldview. Yeah. And then Gunny shows up, who is the token black character. And I think this is mostly on the reader, who, side note, sounded like the worst child's magician. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but he did the most offensive accent so for Gunny. 
I hated the reader of this so much. And he would they did little tiny production things like when he was yeah. like a chorus of cats, and then they would just layer his voice on itself God, three I times. I hated it. Oh, I kind of loved that. <laughs> I hated it. I hated this reader. This was one of the worst readers. It was. It was pretty bad. He did sound um, like a he kid's was magician. Awful. Oh, so I do like the idea though that like you're saying it's you know it's incredibly difficult to be racist against an imaginary cat. Well, yeah. I like the idea that there's like <laughs> this like championship of racists, I guess, and that's like one of their challenges. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, keeps uh, it come gold. Yeah. <laughs> In a difficult, right. a difficult one. It's not like he was just a t-ball player at racism. Like he was playing. No, in the no, no, no. This is this is real. This is this is the big leagues. The uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's uh, so this is he's a traveler between universes. His basic, his one job is to be somewhat diplomatic, and every yeah. is one thing. Right? And everyone, he goes like, like, "What the fuck, your cats?" I, <laughs> and then he keeps being like, "You guys are tiny, awful pets on my planet. I'm a superior race. Why don't you get that these slave people are your superior race and submit to them?" <laughs> yeah, not a great diplomat. Do not send him out first. God. Maybe he's a trick of Saint Dane. That's like you—you you go get peace by being a dick, and then yeah, secretly yeah, yeah. that undermines the whole system. Yeah, everything started falling apart when he started being a traveler. Hmm. Yeah, suspicious. <laughs> uh, also, the the flumes fell apart. Okay, the whole system. Who set up the flumes? Who set up these? It's like a, it's a it's a tiny uh, bathroom between that flies between universes. It's an outhouse. That travels you through time and space that only yep. one person can travel through uh, from each galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But then later when things break down, some kids who are not travelers go through it, and then that just breaks them forever. It's like it's like an overdraft charge. You're being a dick. Just don't let them through in the first place. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Don't, don't let me charge it and then charge me extra money. Yeah, allow them through the flume and then have the flume break. Come on, flume. I really yeah. like that that was also part of St. Dane's plan, too, to go back to his convoluted plan. Oh, was like, what, Ooh, I'll what tell them fucking this is plan, really... Sarah? Oh, what I know, plan. plan. I'm doing air quotes <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. Um, There's it's... literally a point, I'm sorry to interrupt, there's a point where Bobby gets put in Clee prison for a month. <gasps> a and month. Yeah. St. Dane moves no further forward in his plan because he doesn't think <laughs> okay, it would be well, fun well, to, to do it fair, while the hero can't fair, keep up. To be fair to St. Dane... Uh, I've had times where I've had a, a month to do a project, you know. Oh like, yeah, school, and the like, more time and you have, have, the more time you have, right? Like you're not gonna, you're not. I'm sorry, you're not outlining on day one. You're not researching on day two. It's like you know, three days before it's due. You're like, oh shit, I had all this time. Yeah, where has it gone? Uh, yeah, Again. I had all this time to destroy this universe while my kid enemy was in prison, <laughs> and I messed up. I just didn't start it. I guess I got to pull an all nighter tonight. I'm sorry. Can I have an extension? Yeah. Universe. Yeah, yeah, he gave Bobby all that time to get ripped in jail. <laughs> Which Just, they weirdly mentioned. I don't know. this. Near, who was this written for? Like, the book, like, they you? were children, and they were spoken about as children. This is clearly written for middle schoolers. But the violence and racism and, like, occasional weird burst of sexuality made me think of Dan Brown. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. It was, like, that level of, like average to mediocre writing with too much plot yeah 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 i don't know guys I, yeah and yet there were no agent turner simpkins to, mm, to help I, them. Boone, David boone was my agent turner simpkins uh, he was yeah. the right amount of stupid boone boone is the acolyte from elon <laughs> and he's kind of stupid <laughs> and he's not very good at things but he does know the world enough to tell bobby about things like if this was the 90s he would have loved pizza <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I I hate Okay, this is a hate for a lot of things. This is all encompassing. I just don't like that kids are in charge of saving the world. I just hate yeah. that this is a world where it's an adult this is and Harry Potter does it and they and they make it okay, but it's like adult bad guy wants to commit genocide. These incompetent children are the only thing standing between they have no weapons training, they have no diplomatic training. They they're just like, "Why are we flying through this? I don't have a they stick to fight in. with." Yeah, they, they have no skills whatsoever except for maybe used to volleyball. And then they're just like, now go stop genocide. It could kill everybody. Huh. <laughs> Where Actually, are the adults in this world? It's an interesting thought. Like, I wonder, like, is fiction written for senior citizens? Are they all, like, senior citizens trying to save the world? Oh. No, I think it's all like the movie Red, where it's old people showing yeah. young people how much better they are at stuff. Yeah, or... Uh, and or culinary ex- mysteries. <laughs> or what? Rosemary and Time? Do you guys know Rosemary and Time? No, no. Oh, it's I a know, British well, show about two old uh, old lady gardeners who solve murder mysteries. Yeah, because that's of like gardening. Old lady, old ladies solving murders with unexpected professions is like that's senior writing. I think. Yeah, I like it. The following radio play was brought to you by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Go to that address whenever you buy stuff online, and part of your purchase goes to save the world. I mean, this podcast. It helps this podcast and does little else for the world. The highly directional laser magnifier array that has the power to destroy the whole galaxy is now arming. Weapon will be at full power in five hours. Yar, that's not very dramatic. Can you speed it up any? <sighs> Fine. Five minutes. Much better. <clears throat> You're welcome. Born in the fires of a space volcano, he bravely fought in the space crusades for both sides. Now Space Shark does everything to stop his nemesis, the dreaded pirate lion, from destroying the galaxy. Today's episode, the thrilling conclusion of Laser? I hardly know her. Do you see pirate lion? Two o'clock. He's hunched over something. Oh, what do we do? We've only got a couple minutes and no plan. I don't know, Space Shark. We need to think of something. The Head Llama will be at full power in four minutes. <laughs> you know, you're not very good at conversation. For the last three hours, I've been giving you minute-by-minute updates, and you just laugh menacingly. Of course I do. My plan is finally coming to fruition. I know, but you never say thank you. I'm sorry. Four minutes. Thank you, lady computer. <sighs> what? I said thank you. Only after I asked you to. What do you want me to do? Nothing. Never mind. Come on, me hearty. Don't be like that. I've been plotting to destroy the galaxy ever since I can remember, and I'm finally going to do it. It's about to happen. Nothing can stop me now. Well, not much. What? You mean Space Shark? He's locked in a Georgian prison. The state, not the country. Besides, even he couldn't stop me. Once you power up the Head Llama, it's really tough to disarm. Head Llama will reach full power in three minutes. Ah, sorry. I mean three minutes. Thank you, Lady Computer. Anyway, he'd need to firmly hold three levers at the same time to stop it from firing. And he only has two fins. Plus, he'd need to cut the line running to the backup generator, or else it would take over and fire anyway. And if he did that, the whole thing would overheat, so he'd need to pour some kind of viscous liquid into the oil tank. I understand. 
You've thought of everything, but he has this tendency to... Well, then the liquid would boil and bubble up, and, and he'd need to cover the hole with a strong fabric, otherwise it'll splash out and fire anyway. Then, to actually disarm it, he'd need to say the password, which is actually the whole first chapter of the book Watership Down by Richard Adams. It's very secure, Pirate Lion, but it... Not so fast! Yeah, not so fast. We, we were hiding in your decorative plant this whole time, so we know exactly how to stop your machine. This is our plan. Bluffing? It's all we've got. Head Llama will reach full power in two minutes. Two, two minutes. minutes, thank, thank you. you. You think you're so clever, Space Shark. But even if you could remember all those steps I just said, it wouldn't be enough. It's physically impossible. You've only got two fins and one pig, and none of you have thumbs. Can you get that, honey? Sure thing, Pirate Lion. Wait, are you two an item? Yar! What's it to you? God, it's like I'm in Florida all over again. Right in here, sir. Follow the lights on the floor. <sniffs> Delivery for a spacey shark? That's me. Sign here. Ah! It's a shark that flies through space. Yeah, wh- what did you expect? A shark with a poor attention span. Or possibly a Kevin Spacey shark hybrid. Hmm. Head Llama will be fully powered in one minute. One, one minute, minute, thank you. Thank you. Ahem. <clears throat> Uh, one minute. Thank you. Well, you guys have a good one. Enjoy your party. Thank you! It's our package we ordered from readdashweep.com slash Amazon. Oh, I remember that. Wasn't that like three episodes ago? Uh, four, actually. Yar, that's ancient history. You could have foreshadowed it a bit so it doesn't feel so tacked on. Meh. What'd we get? We ordered a bunch of travel-sized shampoos, a couple of replica ninja swords, a flashlight, new jeans, another flashlight, a Kindle, and another flashlight in case the first two breaks. And, and mustache wax, but that's not helpful to this plot. It's just for my mustache. Head Llama fully powered in 30 seconds. Quick, Space Shark, let's I go. I said 30 seconds. 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Thank, you. Thank you. Quick, Space Shark, put the flashlights on the levers. They're the perfect size. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. Ow! You kicked me in the nards! My my pirate lion nards! Oh, uh, those are actually my forepaws, so it's more of a punch. Warning! Testicular swelling! Testicular, testicular swelling, swelling, thank you. Thank you. Testicular swelling, thank you. The flashlights are on the levers. Uh, now I can use the ninja sword to cut the line of the backup generator. Oh, no! Stop! Caution! Head llama overheating. Overheating, overheating. Thank, you. thank you. Now pour the shampoo in that hole over there. It's starting to spill! Wrap it up in the jeans! Perfect! Now, Space Pig, use our new Kindle to read the first chapter of Watership Down! The primroses were over, toward the edge of the wood. Wait, you got this stuff all from the same place? Yep, from read-weep.com slash Amazon. I buy stuff from Amazon all the time, but by using that address, a portion of the proceeds go to my favorite podcast, Read It and Weep. Jeez, you help people you don't even know, even though you don't notice the difference? Yeah, I like the show, and it's easy to do. I don't even help my friends, and you help strangers. I'm a monster. Head Llama melting down. Immediate death for everybody in the secret bunker in three minutes. Three Three minutes. minutes. Thank Thank you. you. Let's go, Space Pig. We did it. I guess I deserve this. Goodbye forever. Uh, uh, oh, damn it. Okay, come on, pirate line. Grab my fin. I'll carry you to safety. Nar. A pirate always goes down with his ship. Besides, my one true love is here. Crying will be fully powered in one minute. One minute. Thank you. Come on, Space Shark, we have to go. You're a worthy adversary, Pirate Lion. I'll miss you in a weird way. Yar, me too. Just keep buying stuff from read-weep.com slash Amazon, and a part of me will live on forever. Come on! Uh, Goodbye! Is this really the end for Pirate Lion? 
What does life have in store for our heroes? Tune in soon for more great stories from the adventures of Space Shark, brought to you by the good folks at read-weep.com slash Amazon. <coughs> Yar, I somehow survived, but I'm buried in rubble. It may be years before I reemerge, or maybe a few months. We'll see what the fans say. And I'm here, too. Sweet. Want to talk me off while we wait? Sure. Space Shark. Space Shark. Space Shark. All right, you guys, uh, we have just a little bit of time left. So really quick, I want to play a game uh, called What You Don't See, which is uh, all, anytime there's a, a series like this that has a big bit of world building in it, they, they imply a lot of stuff that we haven't actually seen. Also, it's easier with us because we have not read the first four books or any of the books after this. <laughs> and so I want to just – let's just have a quick discussion uh, of – uh, what are the other territories, and how would St. Dane try to destroy them, but be kind of inept at it? Okay, Ooh. I think there's one world that's just Monopoly. Oh, nice! <laughs> In which case, I think he's going to um, get all the railroads. Uh, that's, that's it'll be solid early, but it just doesn't build a long-term strategy of growth. Right, but hopefully, hopefully it'll keep everyone else poor enough that he can maybe get, like, I don't know, like a monopoly on the yellows or something like that. Yeah, that's what everybody hopes, greens. but in the meantime, you've spent all your money on railroads, and then you can't improve them at all, so it maxes out too quickly. I think he would... St. Dane feels like a slumlord type, that he's going for the dark purples and the uh, the, the light blues. Yeah, yeah. Is that Baltic? Yeah, yeah Baltic, Baltic Mediterranean. Baltic, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you, you can, I think you could win that direction that way. <laughs> My my yeah, mom used to play. Fast. My mom used to play as a kid, and her brother who cheated would always buy the railroads, and so he would always win. And so if, there's nothing you could say to convince her that the railroads are not the best strategy, but it's because uh, Uncle John was a cheater. That's the only reason. Right, right. Yeah, railroads are great. Assuming you're cheating yeah, along with, it, so it's like it's half, it's half a two pronged approach. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't understand that it's a two pronged approach. I think, and so she's just for the rest of her life, she'll trade anything for a railroad. <laughs> Oh, I, I love this idea, and I want us to have uh, some sort of a uh, a movie franchise where we get to have a time where they travel to another galaxy and end up just in full size Monopoly. And like, and he like he poses as like the thimble, and it's like, wait a second, the thimble's in charge of everything, but the thimble doesn't usually sound so evil. And then the thimble like morphs into Saint Dane. <laughs> yeah, the thimble's plan is just to lower rent by a dollar everywhere, and then see if everyone kills each other. That's great. <laughs> Typical Saint Crazy Dane thimble, classic thimble. <laughs> Uh, what other what other dimensions are there? Oh, uh, let's see. There's a water world already. There's a virtual reality world. There's old timey Earth. There's mm-hmm. cat people. Um, I don't cat know. people. Yeah. Sorry, I just feel like cat people need to have a jingle. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> cat people. I, I speaking of songs, maybe there's a musical theater world oh, where fun. everybody's Ooh. just really catty, and there's background music, and everybody already knows the same dance. And there, yeah, there's... oh, and he's always pushing people downstairs to get his moment in the spotlight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, like, just there's a lot of chorus members who live in the city. They're just like people yeah. hiding in like trash cans, ready to pop out and chorus with him. Okay, yeah. So this is like Andrew Lloyd Webber comes over and hangs out with you. Yeah, but yeah. not Andrew Lloyd Webber. It'd be like Andrew. Lloyd Gar. <laughs> yeah. Because Sorry, of the copyrights. I one of the things that I loved about the 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 Klee world is that the the they showed the Klee military and they showed these two cats getting into a fighter plane to go genocide the humans. God, and the, yeah. And they were the chain of command in Klee world is very whiny. It turns out, so like <laughs> the the captain is like uh, is like I'm going to fly this plane and massacre all the humans, and then the other cat is like. Oh, it's my turn to fly the plane. That's their military chain of command. 
is I like yeah. it. you got well, shotgun last like, time prisoners are Alex, prisoners are escaping jail, and there's a giant riot of all the guards ever. Right. And the best riot control technology the Klees have is two Klees running around them with a net. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, that's I, a, like, this is Jabberjaw, basically. <laughs> this, is not, this is not a highly functioning society. Well, that's, I, I guess, love it. I'm inspired by that, and I want one to just be, like, the doofiest military establishment. So it's, like, a really intense military country, but everybody is incompetent and silly. Oh, so it's just, it's entire like made out of like Gomer Piles and Beetle Baileys. Exactly. It's yeah. like Hogan's Heroes. Every level. It's the Hogan's Heroes world. Oh, I love that. Let's My have like world one. Would be, uh, straight ball pit. Oh, ball pit world. Are ball the people also world. ball pits? Are they kids pit. who are abandoned there? Um, there's probably some things lost under the ball pit. Maybe some random piles of human bones, since that sounds like something he finds a lot. He does keep them under that. Another pile of bones. Oh, well. 911, what's your emergency? I fell into a giant ball pit. It's a bunch of colors. I didn't expect balls to be. Also, I'm dying. Please send help. Actually, yeah. I like the idea of just it's Chuck E. Cheese, basically, where yeah. it's just like there's, there's like the, the some of the balls are kind of greasy, and like you get some extra tokens if it's your birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic, classic world. Uh, the traveler is just on his birthday has a much better day. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, but well, Saint Dane like... takes the form of an evil robotic cartoon mouse. That's actually way Ooh. scarier. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, I would also like if they went to a kid world, because since they're like kids already, mm-hmm. and it was like the adults oh. are children, and the children are all adults, and it's like, you eat candy for breakfast. Yeah, childbirth is a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah well, man. Babies man. having babies. Yeah, yeah. gross. No, no, no it's world babies having adults. Good. Yeah. They're not having Clean world doesn't sound good in that way either. <laughs> you would just, like, there'd, there'd be so much cat sex going on. It'd just be yeah. loud and awful. <laughs> it's, just, it's just yowling. Everything's just yowling all the time. <laughs> well, but yeah. even though, you gotta remember, Chris, that even though these are cats, they, like, still speak in 20th century collo- human colloquialisms. So. <laughs> and they still have couches. Yeah, <laughs> couches. Yeah. That, so really, that radically really entertains well, me. Yes, but they're not loud up on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They have normal volume, consensual, human-style sex upon those couches. (laughs) And then litters. litters. (laughs) Do you think the Klees would watch, like, Gar videos on YouTube? Oh, really cute Gar videos. Yes. Look at this Gar and a He thinks he's people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Gar chases laser pointer, runs into the refrigerator door. Yeah. Gar jumps into a box. Gar has slippery feet and can't run on the wood floor. Gar plays the piano? Yeah, Gar plays the piano, but it's like, it's giant cat paws that are coming up through his shirt and pretending to be his hands. All right, let's jump. Let's just do uh, close it out here with our second half for compliment sandwich. We're gonna go in reverse order. This year uh, of having it at the top. So the minor compliment, last nice thing you're ever gonna say about the book Blackwater. Sarah, you're up first. Um, I thought that the Zen Zen horses sounded really cute. Uh, oh, I yeah. thought they were another great like they were Tim oh, it's Burton a sci-fi horses, name. Right? It's two words in well, a row. I, yeah, Zen Zen. You know, like Zoom Zoom. <laughs> um, I I am a horse lover. Uh-huh. And these sounded basically what I was picturing was like horses with giraffe legs, and that was so funny to me. 
And, I mean, uh, I really giraffes liked it. are horses with giraffe legs and a giraffe neck. And giraffe head and giraffe tongue. Whoa, yeah. slow down there. <laughs> so, like, basically imagine all that but a horse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so technically, yes, a giraffe is made up of giraffe parts. You're right, Chris. But my point is that a giraffe, a, a giraffe looks like a stretched horse. That's all I'm saying. What, what, a, what, a, really, what a really generous conceit that was, Alex. Just, like, finally giving him that one. Like, all right, Chris. <laughs> just, if you insist. It's true. All right. Uh, Chris, you're next. What's your uh, minor compliment? Oh, sure. I'm going to take a hate and turn it into a compliment by saying I like. Um, I There are these things called quig dogs that they bring up, which are oh. demon dogs from the other dimension. Um, and in on the planet of Elong, there are quig gars, so the demons take human form. So it never gets brought up again in the book, even <laughs> though it's mentioned that any person could literally be a demon that, they, that he sees. Well, but you can um, tell from the eyes. You could tell from the eyes. And so uh, what I liked about it was that I was constantly expecting a turn and he was never giving it to me. It was like withholding that resolution there to like see a quig. There were so many things that got completely dropped. Like remember the bully in the science club? Oh, yeah. That's never explained. It just turns out like I was sure there was some bit going on and it turns out, no, he's just a materials genius going to physics at the college. Yeah. (laughs) That's just a thing that happened. He makes you, cool you snack thought, packs. Surely, yeah, yeah surely he's getting alien messages or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or he's nope. secretly St. Dane. Nope. Nope. Just no. really I think smart he job. is. I read the Wikipedia because I was like, did I miss something about that character? I think he is St. Dane. Oh, okay. Just not for a while. Yeah. So St. Dane also resorts to minor bullying of the character. Yeah, he likes to yeah. take over the science club. Whatever you like, he'll destroy it. <laughs> yeah. No, remember, yeah. remember, we're, this is a world where St. Dane is evil, but completely incompetent. So this seemed like a great plan to him that day. Yeah, he's just like, he's talking like, club. yeah, he talks to like Fox executives. He's like, hey, I think you guys should cancel Firefly. That's it. No <laughs> other plan. He just, that's and what then, he wants to do. And then humanity will slowly descend into chaos. Because that's his only goal, is to descend things into chaos <laughs> through minor adjustments. I mean, chaos is not that hard to achieve, I feel like. Yeah, you're also implying yeah. that there's not, not chaos all the time. Mm. So I guess he's really Remember, he's like kind of like build up a house of cards and then knock it down. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, we live in a world first. where there is no Saint Dane and they canceled Firefly. Like it's already happening. <laughs> You're saying there's no fi- Saint Dane, but I think the fact <laughs> there's no Firefly kind of implies there is a Saint Dane. <laughs> All right, that's true. This is a, w- a world so complex and necessitates a uh, malevolent Dane. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's uh, yeah, Occam's Danes or Occam. Well, no, Razor because it's got the <laughs> science fiction. Mm, nice. As what's your minor comment? Um, so I'll, I'll let you guys in a little secret about myself. One of my favorite things Ooh. to do um, is to go up to a restaurant, read the menu, decide I don't actually want to eat there, and leave. Ooh! <laughs> like on the outside, like you know, like like it's posted on the window. I was like, oh, this is a, this looks a little pricey. No, this is that exciting, and I just get to leave without actually having to eat it. That and is yeah. so funny. I would never do. Like once I read the menu on the door, I feel committed. Oh, no, no, no. It's so good. It's so good to bail. It feels like, like you got out of school early or whatever, like, you know, like class got canceled. It's the best feeling. And that's what it was like when I could say, like, when I was reading the first half hour of this book, of, the, of book one, I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to. I don't care. Let's, you let's do the cat people one. Yeah, yeah. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. I can't so. do that. I get, I, I get committed to things. Oh, no. It's so great. It's just, you're so free. It's like, it's like you see this world there. Like, you see the next two, like, hour and a half of your life. You're like, oh, man. I don't want to spend that much for Cannelloni. Have you ever wa- like have you walked out on a movie? Uh, almost never. Yeah. No. I've never but, walked but out on a movie. I think, like, uh, Robert e- I Ebert did. said I've it. I've walked like, out yeah, of yeah. 
One. Uh, Ibrahim is it? like um, pain and gain. What? I like that movie. I hate that movie more than anything, but that's a whole separate podcast. <laughs> yeah, I walked out of Heartbreakers with uh, Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Wait, wait. They were seeing you. They were seeing the movie with you, and you left with them. <laughs> yeah. Why would you watch a movie? You should talk. Do something. Better hangout activity. Good point. I guess you're not going to see them that often. Yeah. Um, you aren't as close as you used to be. Uh, but no, I think Roger Ebert said it was like you know, like leaving a movie early is like getting out of school. Like you know, like. Uh, it's like it's the best feeling in the world. Basically, he he loves like he loves walking out of shitty movies. Oh man, I'm so, I'm so jealous of people who have that. I I can't do it. I can't put down a like I can't not finish a book I've started. And so I just like yeah. if I start reading a book and I hate it, I'm like I can't read anything else till I finish this. And then that's why I stopped reading eight years ago. Just <laughs> haven't haven't read a book except for this show for eight years because I'm still in the middle of of something from a long time ago. What is it? Yeah. Do you know. Yeah, I realized when I was saying that joke would be better if I actually could think of a book to say. Yeah, look at your look at your bookshelf. I'm not. It's not coming fast enough. These are mostly my wife's books. It would be too mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, what have I had to struggle with? Anyway, uh, let's just I move on. I have to go. <laughs> books are great. Uh, <laughs> books are great. Uh, all right. Uh, so, lastly, my minor compliment. Uh, this is for a flawless simile. There is the most perfect simile I've ever heard in a book. Was in near the end of this book. They're they're, they're in a flying machine, kind of like a helicopter. It's got blades on the top, blades rotors on the sides. They're chasing another flying machine, and they're trying to shoot it out of the sky. And he says, "It was we were like two jet planes dogfighting, and it is like that." (laughs) Cat fighting. It's just like that. Yeah, you're right. They would be cat fighting. Good. They're cat fighting. Yeah, that's good. That's that's the simile. <laughs> that would have been a really great line if you had said that, uh, except bad delivered by this magician. Yeah. But instead, he Bobby. just he just went for a flawless simile of something it is exactly like. Yeah. Bobby ch- Bobby ran after Saint Dane. It was like he was chasing. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a chase between two characters. There was another yeah. line in this that was like. They were at something of a standstill. Nothing was happening. <laughs> Words have meanings. <laughs> so that's it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, big news. Next week, we're talking about Mockingjay. Mm. It's happening. We're going to read the book next week, and then we'll watch Mockingjay Part 1. Are you going to read all the book, or are you going to go through the first half of it? Oh. Are you going to go through just the Mocking, or are you going to get to the J? I'm going to have a hard time not finishing it. Yeah, I think we'll just finish this one. It's not that long, and goddamn, I deserve an ending to this series at this point. Yeah, all Mock, all J. Good for you. <laughs> mocking. Anyway, uh, something like that. Yes, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to re- read that next week. The movie's coming out super soon, so join us for that. Uh, also, thank you so much to Brennan Kaufman for sponsoring. Go ahead and check out the book Operation Sunroof and see what you didn't do with your life when you were 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no matter what you did, we're pretty sure you didn't write this book. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and even if you read, wrote another book, why weren't you writing Operation Sunroof? How lazy yeah, are why you? Why didn't you do it? Yeah, Brennan managed to. Uh, so thank you to thank you to Brennan. If you want to sponsor an episode, read dashweep.com. Sign up for the mailing list. We're getting close. I'm thinking maybe December we'll do more uh, sponsorships. I, man, I wish I had written the book, uh, like the story of my car, inoperative sunroof, because it did not move. <laughs> Is that a moonroof? How does that work? <laughs> 
No, the moonroofs still tilt a bit. They just don't open up all the way. Oh. Is that the difference? I think so. I, I thought know. it was just to be fancy. Yeah, I thought oh, yeah, the moonroof just... is just the glass part. The sunroof is the part that opens. Oh, shit. Mm. Oh, my God. Opinions. I don't know oh, if I believe world. either of you, but I like it. <laughs> world. My world fl- shattered just like that flume. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kasha, no. No. My head just got bashed in by a rock. <laughs> well, that's if sad. only we'd have saved you one second earlier. <laughs> yes, if only. You woke up and you brushed your teeth with a bottle of rock. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I guess wake up in the morning feeling like a kitty. What is? Woke up in the morning feeling like a kitty. Oh yeah, like yeah. pee kitty. Uh, yeah, kitty? it's better when this if this was actually Kesha this whole time. I like that idea. Uh, one change. If you have any feedback, yeah, if you have one change you want to make, or if you want to tell us about some of the other territories that you would create that St. Dane would try to destroy ineptly, go to readdustweep.com slash contact, or on facebook.com slash weep or on Twitter at read underscore weep. Uh, a lot of great stuff on the Facebook and the Twitter uh, conversations yeah. we've had. So thank you guys for that. Keep keep it up. It's good to talk to you all. Also, you can find us individually. I'm at Alex underscore Falcon. Joining us today at C. Walter Smith. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here, buddy. And at Ezra Fox, technically, but he's not there very often. That's right. You would get that a message if someone sent it to you, though, right? Yeah. You're just not tweeting? Like, I think, yeah. Yeah, if someone if someone seeks me out, I might eventually respond to them on that. Nice. But, uh, you know. More yeah. active <laughs> on Twitter, at uh, Sarah Hathaway. Yay! Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thank you so much. Gars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Gars, for having us. Yeah. Uh, we don't need Meet a new Gars? name for humans, but uh, meet anyway. Gars. <laughs> On the musical version, it'd be called Gars and Dolls. <laughs> Have you been saving that this whole show? Because good timing. No, I just thought of it. Oh, nice. nice. Still good. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, Sarah. Uh, see uh, Meridian at IO Chicago. Mm-hmm. Please oh, do in the new building. Is it the best? Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really, really beautiful. Um, the stages are all really nice and wide. The seats are nice. The drinks are good. There's a full kitchen there now, so you can get some fun food. So much cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. so much cool. Come see it. What, awesome. Would a Klee like it? What a Klee huh? think about it? Would, it? would a Klee really enjoy being there or not? I think a Klee would feel a little bit in the open because there's not any trees inside the building. Also, a Klee is gigantic, so that might be hard. Um, yeah. But I think that they would really appreciate the circular bar. <laughs> because it's round like a food bowl cat for toy. a human cat. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled it out, guys. Good. Yeah, you, you did it. You managed it. Nice work. Uh, nice. Thanks, sir. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Pshh. And I'm here, too. Sweet. Want to talk me off while we wait? Sure. It's a gross fucking ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a weird turn. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>